This is Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara from American Financial Security and American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor. With the variety and sheer number of investment choices available and the new tax laws phasing into effect, are you financially prepared for retirement and saving in taxes the way you want to be? For many years, Ron and Barbara have been an integrated financial and tax preparation and planning firm, providing their clients not only with ways to make money, but also to keep more of it. Listen in as they discuss common financial questions and concerns and provide the facts on the new tax laws going into effect for individuals and businesses. And now, here are Ron and Barbara to help you find out how to move towards a more informed and confident financial future. Welcome to another show of Financial Facts and Tax. Hi, Barbara. Hey, Ron. How are you? I'm doing great. And welcome, Arizona. Thank you so much for tuning in. You know, our our two companies, American Financial Security and American, and American Financial Investments. Yes. And what we do is financial planning, tax planning, retirement planning. And our show today is going to be a, uh, talking about some of the common mistakes that we deal with every single day as we visit, talk with people about retirement. Mm-hmm. People that are 20 years out, 30 years out, people that are right in retirement, people that are just so close to retirement, they're just a few years away, they can't wait, but they're also really concerned. Am I am I ready? Can I pull the trigger and quit that job mm-hmm. or retire? retire from that profession retire and sleep well at night and and that's really what so many people want they want to and they look forward to the time when they can say you know what i'm done but i'm also ready and prepared so um one of the things that really helps people and that we've been talking about for years is the book we wrote Mm -hmm. pillars of retirement and income And we're going to reference that book quite a few times as we talk during our show. But the common mistakes that we see that people make prior to retirement, in retirement, or well into retirement, Mm -hmm. we've usually talked about, we've seen, we've seen most every single one of these scenarios And I think there's about 10 different mistakes that we're going to talk about today. Right. And if you're out there in the listening audience, put yourself in one of the spots. Are you in the stage of preparing for retirement? Are you in the stage of just entering retirement? Or have you been retired for a while? Because some of these are more pertinent depending upon what stage you're in. And everything is very personal. Remember, we've talked about in the past, each and every one of us is the wild card of our own retirement. What has been our working and saving and spending habits? And what are our income and budget needs and goals for after we retire? Some people plan every day, every day they're on top of it, on top of it, it becomes their new job. Other people are a little less interested in the active planning necessary for each and every one of us to do get to that point where we sleep well at night and our income is enough to handle cost of our budget 
and the cost of our hopes and dreams. So, so let's get back, Ron, let, to some of just, the first mistakes. Let's that just we jump see. right into the first one mm-hmm. that that you and I listed in our prep for the show mm-hmm. is not having an income to last them through retirement. So let let's let's discuss that out there. If you think about okay. In your pre-retirement years, let's say you had $5,000 a month coming in between a husband and a wife or or a couple. Mm -hmm. And that was enough because your expenses were only, let's say, $3,000 a month. Mortgage, a little bit of insurance, food. um, Clothes, entertainment, things like that. Okay. So you had a residual, let's say, of $2,000 a month. And also, you've been saving, putting a lot of that two thousand of residual away every every month for many many years. Okay, I have some buckets of money, mm-hmm. so it makes the decision. Well, can I retire and live off from three thousand? Well, the question is, when Where you retire, <laughs> yeah, when you retire, where's that three thousand a month going to come from? Right. Is that going to come from Social Security, a second Social Security, maybe a, a pension. pension or two pensions? Mm-hmm. Or do I need to have some buckets of money that I can dip into to make up for that difference? Okay. So if you have all of that math in your head and you've worked it out and said, yep, I can make it and I can make it for 20 or 25 or 30 years mm-hmm. on all of those scenarios, Okay, we're good to go. But what we find is that people haven't done that planning. They haven't put all of that math together to say, no, I'm in trouble because I need 3000 a month, but I make 3000 a month and I haven't been putting money away. But at 62, wow, I'm tired of my job. I just want done. I want to I want to quit. And you quit. And now your Social Security is eighteen hundred a month, but what you really need is about three thousand a month. So that's a big common mistake. The other thing that goes hand in hand with that is people not fully understanding how long their income needs to last. Mm-hmm. And you know the longevity their- statistics have changed significantly in the last hundred years. Ron, if we go back to 1900, the life expectancy was under 50 years of age, 49. And today it's quite a different story. We're well into the 80s for both men and women. And many of us have parents who are well into their 80s, 90s, maybe over 100. Well, guess what? That may be some insight into our own longevity. Well, that's really good news that we're living longer. It is. But the question is, is we need to ask ourselves is if I retire at age 62 or 65, do I have enough income to sustain me if I live to be in my mortality tables, which are in the 80s, -hmm. or even longer into the 90s. So that's the first common mistake. Mm -hmm. And so let's talk just real quickly about Social Security. For anybody out there who is not aware, your Social Security benefit is based on the highest 35 years of work history and earnings. 
If you have not worked 35 years, you get a big fat goose egg in that year, and that reduces any of the other your earning years you've had. So one of the things that we look at is people's social security to see kind of where that wage earning history has been. Could they do themselves a pretty significant favor by even a part-time job to replace a couple of goose eggs. So the the really important point here, Barbara, that you're talking about is the fact that when you are ready to pull that trigger and, and retire or quit your job or mm-hmm. stop working. Or sell your business yeah, or whatever then, you're doing. Then you need to make sure that you have a reliable source of income to make up for what your hopes and dreams are. Yes. And if Social Security, the wonderful thing about Social Security is it comes every month as long as we are taking a breath. So if we want to create income for life, paying into Social Security and bumping that benefit is one of the easiest ways people with a W-2 or even self-employment can do. So before we 35 years. So before we close out this segment, there's Mm -hmm. one last thing that we need to really talk about. And that is the fact that debt has an overwhelming uh, factor when people enter retirement with some debt, considerable amount of debt, because for every pillar of income, let's say you get $1,500 a month of Social Security benefit, Mm -hmm. but you have a credit card that is also $500 a month, then really your disposable income is only $1,000 a month. Is that enough? So we just caution everyone out there to mm-hmm. in retirement planning to try to minimize debt as much as you possibly can, eliminate it if you at all can, including a mortgage. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know and what? We'll our talk ta- more about our, that. Our time is up for this segment. Stay put. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from American Financial Investments by visiting AmericanFinancialSecurity.net or calling us at 928-771-8368. Well, welcome back to Financial Facts and Tax. You know, Barbara, we've been talking about some of the mistakes that people are make uh, prior to retiring mm-hmm. and in retirement. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about a bunch of things. We finished off talking about debt and what it really, the biggest mistake is people not truly being ready for retirement. Another thing that we've seen is that when people are preparing to retire, that they make a mistake of borrowing from a qualified plan and dipping into their long-term savings and spending that money with the idea that they're just borrowing it. But really, the majority of the cases that we've seen is that when they borrow from a 401k or or an IRA, there's really not enough income to go back and repay that. That's why they're borrowing from it. Right. The, the, and what comes along with that, if they're under 59 and a half, is the tax and penalty consequences that come 
along with that. Well, if they leave their employment voluntarily or involuntarily and they have a loan against their 401k or 403b in the case of hospitals and so forth, um, most employers will no longer allow you to make payments back into that plan. So anything that you have taken out and not repaid when you leave that employer they will distribute that on a 1099R. And as you said, Ron, if they're not 59 and a half, then that is not only taxable income to be reported on their tax return, but there could be that additional 10% penalty based on age. You know, one of the, point number three is when someone is working during their working years, many employers... Mm-hmm. Many employers offer an employer matching program, right? whether it's in a 401k or a 403b, some type of a qualified plan. A simple. And, and we encourage people to have the discipline to be able to save. Correct. And if your employer says, okay, if you put away 6% of your paycheck twice a month, we will match that with three or six percent. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, wow, for my future, I'm getting a six percent withheld from each of my paychecks every month. So that reduces my taxable income. But also my employer, excuse me, Barbara, <clears throat> little frog in my throat. Yeah. What my employer is doing is giving me free ma- free money. It is free money free money that they're contributing for my behalf mm-hmm. along with what I put away. Right. That is fantastic. And with the power of compounding, if someone starts early enough in their career and they do that and they don't borrow against that or borrow from that mm-hmm. or don't spend that, then they're going to be very, very pleased when they do retire because in addition to social security, In addition to possibly a pension, they're also going to have this nest egg from this 401k. Right. And there's two aspects, you know, when we counsel with people, depending upon their income and their opportunity and their goals, we always say contribute as much as you can up to the annual limit, which the IRS bumps a little bit every year um, and gives us a little catch up. You know, when we're over 55, they go, ooh, if you haven't planned enough, we're going to let you put an additional five or $6,000, depending upon your retirement plan. So some people say, well, the limit, like last year, was 18500 for somebody under 50. Well, maybe they can't do 18500 but they work for somebody who offers a 5% match on the 401k. At least figure out how to get that 5%. If the employer matches three, make sure you are matching to the maximum that your employer will match, even if you can't contribute to the full amount of the limit every year. You know, related to these IRAs, 401k plans, these retirement plans is one of the mistakes that we see, and this is the fourth mistake, is people saying, well, I really, really want that RV or that boat. Mm -hmm. And wow, here's, and they're, they're in their fifties or in their forties. Wow. Here's this bucket of money over here sitting in this 
IRA or 401k, or they've just barely retired. Mm -hmm. Wow, I really, really want that specific item. And so they go out and they pull a chunk of money out of whether it's early or early on in retirement, they pull this sizable chunk out of their long-term money. And what that does is erodes the amount of later income that they might need. Exactly. From that account. Exactly. The average spend down, Barbara, we talk about in our book, mm-hmm. it used to be. It used to be 4% on Morningstar's and, calculations. And describe that. Well, that would mean, let's say you had $500,000 in your IRA and you are now going to be drawing income from that. The Morningstar guide used to be you could take up to 4% of that account value and be pretty secure. Annually, right? Annually. And be pretty secure. No, right. Not (laughs) monthly. 48% the first year. No, 4% spend down. So on $500,000, how much is that? $20,000. Well, now it's 2.8. 20,000 annually. Mm -hmm. Because we're living longer. Actually, that was 2,000. So... Pick your numbers, whatever you want. But if you if you are drawing 10% out of your IRA in the first three years that you're retired, you are considerably depleting the resource. And as you said earlier, missing out, Ron, on money that could be compounding for growth for later. So if you're in retirement now and you've been using an older model, and you're a little worried because of the return of market volatility, give us a call. Let us run some new reports for you. Take a look. See if you need a new jumping off spot. Yep. You know, before we before we jump to this uh, this next break, it's, it's very critical that someone, we find a, a solid mistake, many times is that people don't think that they need a plan mm-hmm. that they, they just don't think about how much money I'm going to need during retirement. They just don't calculate and do the math to say, I'm going to really need this for possibly this many years. One of the other things that we're able to help our clients is make better decisions on when they need to draw money, where should they draw it? What's growing the fastest? Where's the maximum roll-up? Which accounts? Absolutely. And if we just do, I take income from a pension. Do I take it from Social Security? Both. Right. Do I start drawing on my pension first and let Social Security move? Do we change that around? Mostly, we see pensions will not roll up on average beyond age sixty-five. But we know that Social Security will roll up until we're seventy. So if we need income, hmm, maybe we need to do a little analysis on where is the maximum growth. And we even help people. Here's a non-qualified account, a regular savings account. Or here, maybe we sell an asset because we're carrying some long-term capital losses. And we know that making this transaction and drawing money out of one place will not be a taxable event. 
Um, so the whole idea of helping people as an integrated tax and retirement financial planning company, we can not only help you put together a tax efficient portfolio, but we can help you make good decisions when you need to draw more money on the best place to take it. Well, and if I might add, uh, really helping them have a tax efficient Mm -hmm. retirement. Because many of our clients, and I'm just going to brag on you for a minute, uh, actually and brag on us, is the fact that people love to come a one-stop shop where if they if they need to make a purchase or sell a property or sell some ass, financial assets, many of them come to us first to be able to say, what impact will this have on my bottom line tax? And we absolutely applaud that. Because your famous quote in our book is... Not all money is created equal. So... Not understanding the tax consequence of investments is really another common mistake. And mm-hmm. you really touched on that also. Mm-hmm. The other the other point is it's amazing to us how, how many times we see financial accounts that don't have the correct beneficiaries yes. attached to those. And we call that a you know, proper Party. estate planning. Mm-hmm. So... One of the things that we review frequently with clients is, okay, how's your beneficiaries listed? We saw a really difficult case this last year where uh, one of our clients inherited a very awkward job. And that job was um, taking care of an estate for his brother that passed away Yes, that had a sizable 401k with a very large company. And he had no beneficiaries. No. None. And it created a very awkward uh, probate intensive situation for the family members that were trying to inherit, rightfully so, this big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. So just just make sure that your beneficiaries are properly listed on all of your accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay? Exactly. You know, one other thing. Any other common mistakes, Barbara? I think one is leaving the workplace too early. And we've talked about this before in the fact that here in the States, we're not particularly geared towards allowing people to take constructive sabbaticals. And so we talk to people fairly often. They've been working, you know, the corporate world, the this, the that, the pressures, what have you. And they're getting pretty close to fed up. And they allow themselves to get to a point that regardless of the shape of their plan, they're so frustrated, they say, I'm done. And they're done even intellectually knowing that they're going to pay paying maybe their own health insurance for a couple of years or something until they qualify for Medicare. And, and even knowing that they're uh, not quite ready yeah. to fully leave the workplace. And so one of the things that we find is that when we work with people who are still working and they're in the preparing stage, if they have a really good understanding because we've helped them create the picture of the future and match it through some amazing reports that we do 
on all of the assets that someone might have, we can actually help them realize themselves whether they are truly financially ready or not. And maybe it's time to make a job change, but maybe it's not out of the workplace completely. And I think people, when they have a plan and they know what they're trying to achieve and what is there on the back end for them in terms of some financial confidence that sleep well at night, then we can get through a lot of things for a two, three year period of time if we know what's on the back end. So you make a really great point, Barbara, and we see we, we see people that are 60 years old and they are 100% solid financially ready to retire. And they do. Mm-hmm. And they never have to go back to the workplace because their plan is is there. They've mm-hmm. they planned correctly. And this is not just people that are very high income. These are just people that have worked worked solid over many, many years. And their they were savers. Career, and they saved, mm-hmm. which meant they put away a good chunk of money. They didn't spend everything that they received. Right. But on the other hand, just because we're in the business of helping people prepare and live through retirement, many people, when they leave work at 60, 62, 70, don't truly intend that, hey, I'm going to stay at home for four or five or eight years, but then I'm going to go back to work. So one of the sad things is that people make a mistake, like you said, of leaving the workplace too early, mm-hmm. but then find out after five, six, eight years, I just, I don't have enough money. Right. Things cost more or I spent down the nest stake I did have. And now I have to go re-enter the workplace after being out of the workplace for number of years and potentially retool yourself correct it's one thing to leave a career maybe have something that's always been of interest to you and now you do it part-time because that's how you fill your time that's how you stay relevant that's how you uh, bring joy and personal pride uh, and a good healthy outlook is you are still feeling and being productive just maybe not in your first career. So, which leads to another common mistake is that people either are not getting really good advice or they're being sold something and not given advice. And so we can't stress enough that how important it is to seek really good advice from a team that really understands retirement planning, Mm -hmm. looking at the big picture. Are you truly ready or are you not? And if you truly want the answers to that question, then we feel like we're a team that can really give you that advice and help you understand what it takes to be prepared to, to have your goals and dreams Uh, through retirement. But part of that is if you're getting really good advice, then make sure that you're having uh, annual portfolio reviews. And some people, depending on where they're at, it's not just annual. 
Sometimes it's quarterly. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's, you know, two or three times a year. But just make sure that you seek advice. It doesn't have to be expensive, but it needs to be good advice. And it should be coming from someone who are truly interested in your well-being. Yep. The fiduciary rule, the fiduciary meaning rule. that someone is giving you advice that's designed to benefit you without them thinking that there's something in it for them. Right. So I guess the last thing I'd say, Ron, is for anybody out there, we're all in one of three stages. We're working up to retirement. We're just getting ready to pull the trigger or we've been retired for a while. If you don't have a sleep well at night plan and you have any questions at all, or if you're new in the area and you'd like to sit down and look at somebody in the face and get a new pulse taken on a change of lifestyle that you've made, uh, give us a call. We're in the crossings, 928-771-8368. We are here to help you prepare. Have a great week, Arizona. Thank you for listening to Financial Facts and Tax with Ron and Barbara. Give your financial future a jumpstart and call this week for your complimentary strategy session. Call 928-771-8368 or visit their website at afsprescott.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through American Financial Investments, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and tax services are offered through American Financial Security. American Financial Investments and American Financial Security are affiliated companies. American Financial Investments American Financial Security, Ron Stevenson, Barbara Clark Stevenson are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government entity.